As we begin today in our uh, conversation, in the message, I've got a disclaimer and I have a confession. So I'm curious, which do you want first, the, the disclaimer or the confession? Disclaimer. I'm hearing mostly disclaimer, so that's good because whether you ask for the confession or not, I'm going to give you the disclaimer. So, so the disclaimer is this. Uh, I've got a lot of slides to uh, cover today. So there's going to be a lot of slides that come up on the screen. There's a lot of content that I'm going to give you. It's going to feel like taking a sip from a fire hose. Okay, so just so you know that, if you're a note taker, just relax. Okay, so you might be like panicked, like, oh, like the slide went too fast. I didn't capture that. It's okay. I've actually captured all that we're going to talk about today on the back of our spiritual growth challenge. So if you're new, it's a one-page document we make available each week, takes what we're talking about a little bit deeper on Sundays, and you can pick that up in our lobby if you're watching online. There's a link in the comment section to that. So just rest and know Take whatever notes that you can. If something falls through the cracks, you'll be able to pick that up on our Spiritual Growth Challenge. Also, we need to be praying for whoever's flying the computer back there today. And I, I, I'm not really sure who's flying the computer, but um, they've got a lot of work to do today. So let's give them a round of applause for, for doing their best to keep up with me. Good luck. All right, here we go. Confession time. My confession is related to what we're going to talk about today, and it's kind of embarrassing for a pastor to admit this publicly, so if you would keep this between us, that would be great, okay? If you're watching online, just type in the chat section, my lips are zipped. Be great. All right, here we go. You ready? One person's ready. Two, okay, two people. Okay, you're not ready. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay, so here's my confession. I struggle with prayer. I struggle with prayer. I know that's weird hearing that from a pastor. It's kind of like hearing your mechanic say like, hey, I'm not really good with cars. Um, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, I struggle with prayer, but I pray all the time. Like I pray here at church, I pray at home, I pray in my small group. If I'm at a community event and prayer is appropriate, there's a good chance I'll be asked to pray or I'll offer to pray. So I pray all the time, but I struggle with prayer. Uh, I struggle with prayer because I don't always feel like I'm very good at praying. And in addition to that, prayer is not always the first thing I think of when prayer is appropriate. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she's a prayer warrior. And she'll often ask me when I get into a, a moment of frustration, it could be anything from, I can't find something that I've lost, or I'm irritated, can't fix something that I feel like I should be able to fix or should be able to control. My wife will ask, uh, have you prayed about that? Often my answer is, oh, you know what? That's a really good idea. Like, I should pray about that. That's brilliant. So there are moments like that's not the first thing that I think of. Uh, when my wife and I were first married, we've been married for 29 years. And when, when we, yep, that's exciting. You need to pray for her because um, she's been with me a long time. So when we first got married, we thought, hey, let's pray together. That'd be a great thing for us to do. And so the first night we decided to do that, we were going to bed and we decided, you know what, let's lay in our bed. So we were facing our pillow and we bowed our heads and we folded our hands and we started praying and my wife started praying. She went first and my wife prayed this beautiful, passionate, deep, long prayer. <laughs> okay, so you know where this is going. So I'm laying next to her and... I, like I got my face close to my pillow. So she's praying this deep prayer and I fell asleep. <laughs> so she finishes her prayer and says, 
did you fall asleep? And I'm like, no. I was in such deep prayer, I was in prayer sleep, which is like almost being right in Jesus' presence. Like it's that close. And she said, whatever. And it was my turn to pray. So I prayed and like I was just grabbing for whatever. I said, God, thank you for this food. And it was not time to eat, but I was grabbing whatever I could. And the moral of the story is if you need prayer, don't ask me. Okay, ask my wife. She's way better at praying than I am. Or stop by our care table. We've got some amazing prayer people there. Well, one of the, the reasons that I struggle with prayer is I suffer from ADPD. And if you're not familiar with ADPD, it stands for Attention Deficit Prayer Disorder. So when I start praying, I'll sit down to pray and I'll say, God, I just want to start praying, talking to you. And then I'll think like, did I take the trash out? Like I... I don't think I did. And, and you know, I don't even think I fed the dog. And then, you know, I got to text my wife. Hey, I forgot to take the trash out. Forgot, uh, forgot to feed the dog. And then all of a sudden, I, like my brain is anywhere but on the thing I should be praying about. Anybody else suffer with that? Okay, yes. My name is Trent. Welcome to my recovery group. So, so I suffer from being distracted when I pray. And I, I try really hard to stay focused on that. And actually, one of the things I do when I'm praying sometimes is I'll actually have a notepad next to me when I'm praying. Every time a thought pops up, I'll write that down, try to get it out of my brain so I can stay focused on my prayers. Now, here's a deeper confession, so buckle up. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I know I should pray, and it's one of the most important things that any of us can do as followers of Jesus. Sometimes I don't want to pray. Sometimes I don't think my prayers are going to do much. There are moments I think, you know what? God's gonna do whatever God's gonna do. So what's my prayer gonna do to help with this? Probably not much. There are other moments I'm mad at God. I'm frustrated that he hasn't done what I've asked him to do or he's allowed something to happen that I didn't want to happen. And so I'm a little bit mad. I'm having a temper tantrum and I'm like, you know what? I just don't wanna talk to you right now. So honestly, there's moments I don't wanna pray because I'm mad at God. There are other times I don't wanna pray because I feel guilty. I've blown it. I've messed up in some way. And I don't want to talk to God because I don't feel worthy to talk to God. There's all kinds of reasons why I don't want to pray at times, even though I know it's one of the most important things that any of us can do. If you're new with us, you might be thinking, why in the world is he the pastor? (laughs) I get that. I, I, I really do. Um, if you're tempted to leave to find another church, like I understand or tempted to you know, tune us off online. I get that. But before you leave, before you click us off, I tell you that because we're in this series right now called Walk with Jesus. And in this series, we're learning what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? What does it mean to follow him closely? What does it mean to be his disciple and live the way that he lived and love the way that he loved and behave the way that he behaved? Because that's the ultimate goal that God has for all of us if we are followers of Jesus. One of the things that you learn as you read through the Gospels, the Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament part of the Bible written about the life of Jesus. As you read through those, you'll see that Jesus spent a lot of time praying, a lot of time praying. He prayed publicly. He prayed by himself. He prayed to his heavenly father early in the morning. He prayed late at night. He prayed all night long. He prayed all the time. And it's something that Jesus wants all of us to learn. 
The really cool thing about this, whether you're a Christ follower or not, like if you're not a Christ follower, you might think like, I don't know that I could ever pray. That's like so intimidating. If you are a Christ follower, you might still be intimidated by this thing called prayer. And you might find that your, your prayer life is kind of shallow because you're not really sure how to do it. Or, or maybe you're mad at God and uh, you, know, you don't want to talk to him because of something that he's allowed. But no matter how much you understand about prayer or don't understand about prayer, the cool thing is God has a lot to say in the Bible about prayer. He wants us to know how to do it. He wants to equip us in how to have a great prayer life, a great relationship with him. So today we're going to learn how to pray together. And I'm going to try to answer three questions. I'm going to try to answer what is prayer, why should we pray, and how should we pray? So big questions that can help us grow in our prayer life. And we're going to start with what is prayer? Now, when I was growing up, I thought prayer was a formula, and a lot of people today think that prayer is a formula. So I grew up around church circles where it seemed like if you prayed the right spiritual words in the right context and you put a lot of spiritual big sounding words into a prayer, into a paragraph uh, or a chapter of a conversation that you want to have with God, God would be so impressed with you. The, the more uh, beautiful your prayer sounded, God must love you and want to uh, be motivated to respond and do what you've asked him to do. So I grew up in a church culture where I would hear people pray these King James Version prayers with the these and the thous. And I would hear them praying and I would think, wow, God must love them. <laughs> and then I would think, God must be so disappointed in me because I think I pray like a bumbling idiot. Like, I don't think I know how to pray. There's times I don't even know what those big words mean. Like, I don't know how to put them in a context where it might impress God. But the more I've grown in my relationship with God, the more that I've, I've found that prayer is not a formula. It's not about a formula. And Jesus told us that. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, he's talking to his disciples and he said, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. So there's a whole group of people out there that just pray you know, word for word over and over again. And Jesus says to his disciples, don't do that. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. But don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So prayer is not a formula. Prayer, simply defined, is a conversation with God. It's a conversation where we talk to God and where we listen to God. One of the reasons I think Jesus said it isn't a formula is because he doesn't want us praying the same words over and over again and thinking we're growing a relationship with him. Can you imagine how shallow uh, and how boring of a relationship you would have with somebody if every time you spoke to them, they said the exact same words to you every time? Some of you are thinking, I know that, I'm in that relationship. Like maybe the person sitting next to you is, is, is that, that person or maybe somebody that you know that you talk to on the phone and every time you talk, they say the exact same thing over and over again. Like, that's just kind of weird, isn't it? And Jesus says, I don't want that. I want a deep relationship with you. And deep relationships are based on deep conversations that go both ways. So prayer, simply defined, is a conversation with God. Question number two, why should we pray? Why should we pray? Um, there are many answers for this. 
I'm gonna give you at least four answers for why we should pray. And as we walk through this, I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of Bible verses. So again, this is that spot. If you're a note taker and your hand starts getting worn out, just recognize, pick up the spiritual growth challenge before you leave. We've got all that captured there. So just listen for why we should pray. So the first reason that we should pray is because God tells us to pray. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. First Timothy 2 verse 1 says, I urge you first of all to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. James 5 16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Those are just a few verses that explain why we should pray. So we should pray because God tells us to pray. The second reason for why we should pray is because Jesus modeled it for us. Mark 1.35 says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. So he went off to pray by himself. Mark 6.46 says, after telling everyone goodbye, he, meaning Jesus, went up into the hills by himself to pray. Luke 5.16, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Luke 6, 12, one day soon afterward, Jesus went up to a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. Luke 11, 1, once Jesus was in a certain place praying and as he finished, one of his disciples came up and said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. We'll talk about that in a minute. So we should pray because Jesus modeled it for us and it was a regular thing that he did. And so if we're going to learn to become one of Jesus' disciples, we're going to follow him. We've got to learn to do what he does. And Jesus prayed all the time. Third reason that we should pray is because prayer grows our relationship with God. Again, prayer is an ongoing conversation with God. It doesn't just stop when we finish our prayer. It's an ongoing conversation, an ongoing, ever-growing relationship that we have with God. Psalms 116, I love this. Verse one, it says this. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I love the visual picture of that. You know, imagine you bending down to have a conversation with an ant to hear that ant's needs. Like, imagine that. And we think, well, that's a little ridiculous. Well, you know what God does? On a daily basis, he bends down, cups his ear to listen to us because we are that important to him. He loves us that much. He wants to hear everything that we've got going on in our world. God cares about us that deeply. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Again, it's another way to grow 
that relationship with God. First Peter 3.12 says, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. Psalms 145.18 says, the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and he rescues them. So I don't know if it like is amazing to you or not, but the creator of the universe wants to hear from you. Like, I don't know if that like weirds you out or like blows your mind, but it does me. I think, who am I? Why would God ever want to hear from me? But scripture's very clear. God loves each and every one of us. We are precious to him and he wants to hear directly from us. So prayer helps us grow our relationship with God. The fourth reason we should pray is because prayer moves God to action. Matthew 7, 7 says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. 1 John 1, 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, we say like, God, I've blown it. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Psalms 34, 17 says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sins and restore their land. And then Daniel, the Old Testament prophet, said in Daniel 9.20, he said, I, Daniel, went on praying and confessing my sin and the sins of my people, pleading with the Lord, my God, for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. And as I was praying, Gabriel, which is an archangel who delivered messages on God's behalf, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. The moment Daniel began praying, God said, Gabriel, go. Go talk, to Gab- go talk to Daniel. Why? And he says, I am now here to tell you what uh, this vision is all about, for you are very precious to God. So listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. So prayer actually moves God to action. That doesn't mean that prayer is our like secret weapon against God because he's like the genie in a bottle. And so if we just need something from God, just pull out the bottle, rub it a few times, pray, you know, he'll pop out and grant us our every wish. That's not what prayer is all about. And prayer is about growing our relationship with God because God wants to hear from us. And when God hears from us, he moves into action on our behalf. So we should pray because God tells us to. We should pray because Jesus modeled it for us. We should pray because prayer grows our relationship with God and we should pray because prayer moves God to action. So that's why we should pray. Now, question number three, how should we pray? In Matthew 6, 5, Jesus told his disciples, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. 
Now, sometimes we misunderstand what Jesus is saying here. Sometimes we think, oh, we're never supposed to pray publicly. That's not true because Jesus prayed publicly often. What Jesus was talking about is praying to get public praise. If our motive is to pray so that other people think, wow, that person is so spiritual. Listen to all those big words that they put together. God must be so impressed. Jesus says, yeah, that's the only reward that person will ever get. Somebody else will think they're spiritual. That's not what God's looking for. God's looking for honest prayers, authentic prayers. Those can be public. They can be private, but they should be directly prayed to God, not prayed to other people so other people will hear it and be impressed. We should pray directly to God. Then we already saw in Matthew 6, verse 7, Jesus said, when you pray, don't babble on and on. Don't think that your prayers are answered merely by repeating the same words again and again. Again, God wants a deep relationship with us and deep relationships are grown by deep conversations that we can have with God. In Matthew 6, 9, Jesus said this. He said, I want you to pray like this. And then, uh, just listen to this. See if this sounds familiar to some of you. He said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Anybody know what that prayer is called? It's called the Lord's Prayer, our Father. Yep. Um, Interesting thing about this prayer, probably the best known prayer over all the world. You uh, may have never read it in scripture before, but there's a really good chance you heard it somewhere in your life. There's a good chance. And even if you haven't, Jesus Jesus is gonna explain to us what this is all about. So here's one of the first things that Jesus tells us about this prayer is it's not meant to be prayed word for word, thinking that if we pray it over and over again, we're gonna impress God. Is there anything wrong with praying that prayer word for word? No. No. But if we pray it word for word over and over again, thinking that we're impressing God, that's not what's happening. Again, Jesus said, don't do that. Don't do that. This is a model prayer. It's meant to teach us how to pray. So we're gonna pull this prayer apart so we can learn together how God wants us to pray. So first thing that Jesus said was, pray to your father in heaven. Now, I don't think that we can ever fully grasp how radical of a statement that was from Jesus to his original audience. For them, God was not father. God was holy. God was separate. God was to be worshiped from a distance. And Jesus comes along and says, no, no, you're getting it all wrong. When you come to God, come to him as your father. And he uses this word, Abba, which is a very personal way to relate to God. He says, you can relate to God personally. And his audience would have said like, whoa, time out, that's way too personal. Like we might get struck by lightning if we approach God that personally. And Jesus says, no, no, you're getting it wrong. God the Father is your father. He's Abba. He wants that kind of relationship with you. He's a good father. He wants to hear from you. He wants to be your heavenly father. And then he says, when you talk to your heavenly father, tell him this, may your kingdom come May your will be done. Now, I know this is a shocker, but Jesus is reminding us here that God actually has a plan. He has a will, and his plan is always better than ours. I know that's shocking, isn't it? 
Anybody ever struggle in your relationship with God between your plan and God's plan? Anybody ever struggle with that? There are many times I say, God, I understand your plan. I don't like it. Okay, I don't like your plan. Okay, I like my plan. It's much better than your plan. And God always comes around to me and says, Trent, just trust me. Just trust me. I have a good plan for you. I'm a good father. I want to take good care of you. And I have that struggle in, in my life between my plan and God's plan. And as we're praying this, it reminds us, oh yeah, God, you have a plan. It's a good plan. You're a good God. Let me trust you in the plan that you have for my life as opposed to my plan I have for my life. Then Jesus says, after that, then talk to God about your needs. When he says, God, give us the food that we need. Now, I think the reason that Jesus put that third is because often if we pray to God, uh, we typically pray about our needs all the time. And, and sometimes for me, when I pray, you know, I'll jump into prayer and say, God, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. If you could get it done by 12 today, that would be so great. I got a lot to do. It'd be wonderful if you worked with my schedule. And, you know, Jesus says, there's nothing wrong with talking to God about your needs. Nothing wrong with that. But first, remind yourself who you're talking to. You're talking to the one who can meet your needs. And, and you're reminding yourself, he's got a plan and he can meet those needs as he needs to and wants to. And there's nothing wrong with talking to God about our needs. So well, we have needs. God knows our needs. And he says, it's okay to talk to him about that. First, recognize who we're talking to. And then say, God, I have some needs. And I trust you to meet those needs as you see fit. Then he challenges us with something really hard. Jesus says, next, he says, and forgive us our sins. That's not the hard part. The hard part's coming. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Now, do I want God to forgive me of my sins? Absolutely. Do you want God to forgive you of your sins? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want God necessarily to forgive me the way that I forgive other people. Because sometimes not only do I struggle with prayer, I struggle with forgiveness. But Jesus says, forgiveness is such a big deal to God. Like don't come running into God's presence and say, God, please forgive me, but I'm gonna hold a grudge against somebody else who hurt me. He says, don't do that. Because you need to learn to forgive other people. Extend to other people what God extends to you. So we've got to be people of forgiveness because forgiveness is such a big deal to God. Finally, Jesus says, don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Okay, this goes back to what we looked at in the first week in this series. When we saw Jesus engage this spiritual battle with a real enemy that we all have called Satan. And Jesus, again, in this prayer, he says, you know what? Satan's real. He hates you. He wants to fight against you in any way that, that he can. He wants to pull you away from your relationship with God. So when you're praying, you say, God, like, I need your help. I need your help to fight against the temptations that the enemy is going to bring against me. Like, I just need your help. Equip me in how to engage spiritual warfare with this real enemy that we all have. Again, we talked a lot about that in week one. If you're interested in that, I encourage you to go back and listen to that message. So that's the Lord's Prayer. And it was given to us as a guide, again, to teach us how to pray. When we pray, God isn't looking for beautiful prayers that sound like something William Shakespeare wrote. It's not what he's looking for. 
He's looking for honest, authentic prayers that come from the heart. And the really cool thing about God is he doesn't care if we stumble through our prayers. You know, I, I love praying with people who are new to prayer. And sometimes, you know, in uh, some of the groups that I'm a part of, I'll challenge people to pray. And they're like, like, I'm brand new. Like, I've never done that before. Like, am I gonna get struck by you know, lightning if I pray and I mess it up? Like, no, no, it's okay. And somebody will start praying. They'll kind of stumble their way through it. And I just think God thinks, what a precious prayer. What a precious prayer. It's not these beautiful words put together to impress God or anybody else. God's not impressed by that. God's impressed by our authenticity. You know, the cool thing about that is we can stumble through our prayers and you can be sad when you pray and you talk to God. You can be confused when you're talking to God. You can be angry when you're talking to God. God's okay with all of that because God loves us and he wants to hear from us and he'll speak to us as we speak to him. He'll speak back, he'll guide us on the journey. He just wants to hear from us. So God wants us to speak to him and he wants to speak to us as well. Here's my challenge. If you are new to prayer, my challenge is start praying. This week, start praying. Don't look for a formula. Don't make it about something that it isn't. Just talk to God about your life. Be honest about your life, about your needs, about your relationship with him, the relationship you have, the relationship you want, the lack of relationship that may be there. Just have a conversation with God. He desperately wants to hear from you. If you want to grow in your prayer life and your knowledge about prayer and application about prayer, you can take our 40 days of prayer growth group. And uh, there should be some information on your seats about that group that's coming up here in the next few weeks. And it's a seven week uh, class environment that happens on Sunday mornings where you can learn more about prayer. So I encourage you to take that 40 days in prayer group. If you aren't new to prayer, my question for you is, when was the last meaningful conversation that you had with God? This morning, love that. For some of us, it happened today. For others of us, it hasn't happened in a while. Maybe you've been mad at God. Maybe you've been kind of pouting for a little while. You know, I'm just not gonna talk to you. You haven't done what I've asked you to do. Maybe you feel guilty. Maybe you don't feel worthy to talk to God. And so something you've done has kept you from God. But you know what God desperately wants is to hear from you. Again, he's not looking for perfection from us. He's looking for a conversation. Why? Because that's how you grow a relationship with someone. And God wants a personal, deep relationship with each of us. So when was the last time you had a real, meaningful conversation with God? If it's been a while, got a great opportunity this week as we fast and pray. You have a lot of opportunities to pause from your normal patterns of life and just sit in God's presence and talk to him. Tell him what you need to tell him and then listen to what he wants to say to you. In just a minute, our worship team is gonna close us out in a final song. And as they do that, I encourage you, if you haven't already, to fill out your fasting card. Tell us what you're fasting from. Tell us what you're fasting for. If you wanna put your name on this, you can. But here's what I ask. If you're praying specifically for someone like we're asking you to pray for, don't put their name on the card unless you get their permission, okay? Because that could be kind of weird. Like, you know, you like bring that to our elders in our church and they don't know that you're telling everybody what you're praying and fasting for, for them. So you can put your name on it if you want to. You don't have to. Just tell, what, tell us what you're fasting for, what you're fasting from. This will get to our elders and our prayer team and we will pray every day for you. So we'll get this information tomorrow morning. 
and we will begin praying for you uh, and with you as we walk through this time of fasting and prayer together. Then this week, let's fast and pray together. Um, Let's pray for someone else. Let's set aside something that's significant in our lives so that we can tell God you're more important in this thing that I'm, I'm fasting from. And as those cravings come for whatever that thing is that you give up, just tell your body, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. It's just a week. We can make it through this. And again, as we set aside something physical, we're saying to God, God, you're more important than what sustains me physically because you sustain me spiritually. So that's what we're doing when we fast and pray together. All the details that we're, we've talked about today about this message, as well as our fast are on our spiritual growth challenge. Make sure you grab one of those before you leave. Now, as we close, I'm just curious, how many of you would say that you need prayer for something? That you need prayer right now for something? Hold your hand up real high. It's a whole bunch of us. So I'm gonna close in prayer for you. Um, If you need to talk to somebody about that prayer issue in your life, stop by our care table before you leave. We've got some amazing people there that would love to pray with you, pray for you. If you're watching online, you can email us at prayer at theepicchurch.com. We would love to pray with you. So if you would, let's pray together. You can fill out your card, turn it in in the baskets at the back of each seating section as you leave. So let's pray. Lord, I'm so grateful that prayer is not a formula. I'm so grateful that God, you've given us in in scripture all kinds of information about prayer. So thank you, Jesus, for teaching us how to pray. Thank you for uh, reminding us that prayer is not about repeating certain words over and over and over again, thinking we're impressing you. Prayer is about a conversation that we can have with you. It's not about spiritual words, it's about honest words, authentic words. It's about talking to you about where we are, no matter where we are in our lives. You want to know us personally. You want a deep relationship with us and deep relationships come from deep conversations. So God, thank you for giving us the information we need in scripture to learn how to have a conversation with you. You never meant for prayer to be this big, intimidating thing. You meant it to be something that all of us can do no matter who we are, no matter what we know, no matter what we don't know. So Lord, this week, we're gonna engage a time of prayer and fasting. You know what will challenge us. You know what will stretch us. You know what will help us grow in our relationship with you. So Lord, we also know that you will be with us every step of the way that we walk through this fast together. And Lord, I'm grateful that you know exactly what everybody's needs are in their lives right now. Everybody that raised their hand, This morning, everybody that said online, like I have a need, you know exactly what those needs are and you know how to meet those needs. So Lord, I pray that we would focus our attention on you, remind ourselves that you're a good father, that you have a good plan, that you wanna hear from us and that you'll guide us, you'll provide for us as we grow our our relationship with you. So teach us how to do that, I pray, this week. In Jesus' name, amen.